0: Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging Podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous, free leadership content. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Julia Middleton here, Director of Women Emerging and your podcast host. This week we're going to talk to Juliana and I was enjoying, I was so excited about talking to Juliana. I'll tell you why in a minute. But like all these episodes, we're going to ask Juliana to talk us through the five objects that she's chosen, that each one illustrates a big insight, a big piece of learning that she's got over her career as a leader and talk us through those insights and share them with us. Now, Juliana has an Emmy nomination. She has been nominated for an award that recognises just what extraordinary things she does as a filmmaker based in Brazil. And, you know, getting nominated for an Emmy is a pretty big thing. It's It's been a dream for her for a very long time. And indeed, in a funny way, this Emmy nomination, which comes on a sort of ribbon with this beautiful circular sort of coin type thing that says you're a nominee for an Emmy. It was a dream, but it itself represents for her how important dreams are for leaders. Leaders need dreams and they need to share their dreams. So over to Juliana. Juliana, you have been nominated for an Emmy. Is that a dream come true?
1: It is. It is <laughs> wow. you. It is. When I was You're young. It
0: it was... You're
1: gonna get it though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. I have my my medal, my dominee. And
0: I'm pretty sure I will win an enemy. When you get it, what will it say about leadership
1: for you? What what will you learn? First, I learned that. Dreams come true. yeah. And that is something that if you believe, you transmit that feeling and that belief to your teams. And when teams believe in dreams, they are better teams because dream makes us better people. (laughs) You are right. When you lost the, the capability to have a dream, you lost your soul for me is so important you know
0: but it'll also show something about your undying commitment to quality
1: yes no of course sorry it was very romantic but at the same time women we are obsessed with quality because we have to show to the world that we are the best of the best in what we do And when I received the the nomination, it was like, all those deliveries, all that name that I built in the content market, makes sense. And it was a great moment in my career because people in the Brazilian market People comment that if you work for in the mall, which was the company that I run in that moment, you, you was choose to work in the mall. You was in the dream team of the content. And at the same time, I received the nominee, the Emmy nomination. It was like, a OK, you can do quality. You can deliver quality with uh, people happy and dreaming and with a... Beautiful life. You can reach your dreams in a beautiful way, not dying trying to reach your dreams, not you, dry your soul with your dreams. That, is, was, that was a great learning for me. And I believe a lot in quality, but deliver it in a good way. You can be happy delivering quality. You have to believe be on the detail you have to believe and you have to to know your lights and your shadows to all the time try to control that to deliver the best quality
0: give me an example of when you have said no to something because it wasn't the quality that you wanted and you knew that the person you were saying no to want to strangle you. <laughs> I have to learn how to say the
1: other people is delivering something which don't reach the quality that I expect. Because a lot of time people is not ready or they are very in the middle and you know and say that sometimes for them is ready and it's perfect. And you say, no, it's not perfect go back, do it again, and back to me. And sometimes, as a leader, you have to understand that that person or that team can't deliver it more than that they are delivering in that moment. That is part to be a leadership. That is part, understand what people can bring to you. In some point of my career, people was very afraid because I let it off a lot of people in the team. And it was because I didn't find or I moved people in another position, you know, because it's hard to be a leader, understand that that person can go through. When you work with technical rangers, it's great because you have a point, a zero point. But when you work with art, it's too difficult because art is very untouchable. It's a judgment. It's a judgment, yes. It's difficult to say to someone that that piece of art doesn't reach the standards. Because for them, it's a script, a book. Sometimes it's it's almost like a child for a person. It's very difficult when you say, no, you don't reach the, the standards or you don't reach my expectations.
0: But as a leader, you have to get known for that quality.
1: Yeah. If you want, yes, I build my name based in quality and deliveries.
0: Let's go back to let's go back to the Juliana at college.
1: Very, a huge dreamer.
0: Well, I have this inside information that you were apparently the president okay. of the students. Hey, there's the certificate. It's beautiful. Yes, yes it's Fun. go on.
1: My mom is so proud about my mom and my dad. We're so proud these days.
0: So mm-hmm. tell me, what did you learn when you were president of the student union?
1: You know, I think the best learning that I had was like a okay, I can do it, and people will follow me if I're responsible with them and responsible with me. What we are looking for. They will do it, even if you you make mistakes, because people love to follow someone that represents something that they want to be. And sometimes people is very afraid to be spontaneous. People is very afraid to show what they are. One of my my biggest skills, be myself. That is an exercise that I have to do every day. Being open-minded. Humility is part, you're not the owner of the truth. You have your own truth, but people have their own truth. You, you have to respect that a lot. That is another leadership learning that I have. And politics in, during the, the students, being the president of the student union was a huge exercise because my alliance, my students' alliance, you have to respect your, your partners, because sometimes they don't think like you, but they are your partners, and you have to have them on your side.
0: You almost didn't get your degree, did you?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I almost didn't get my degree. Because we discovered that the dean of the university, and some people inside the university, they, they took money from the union, you know, to pay personal things. And they make my life the last six months of my of my time inside the college was almost a witch hunting. But the other students helped me a lot because they felt very, very exciting to stop. You know, you are young, you want to change the world, discover that the guy was corrupt. It was like a we we changed this. It was like a again a dream come true. And I received my degree as I show you.
0: <laughs> so your third object, Juliana, is is another certificate in a way, but it's in the form of a little card. And it's a card that you got when you became a Brazilian citizen. And With that, you became somebody who was leading in Brazil and began to realize that if you brought your fiery approach to leading and used it in Brazil, it simply wouldn't work, which I found fascinating. Anyhow, wait a minute, back up a bit. I'm getting too run away. Firstly, you became Brazilian, didn't you? You weren't born in Brazil
1: yes uh, i was born and raised in argentina in buenos aires uh, i married a brazilian guy and i moved to brazil after i moved to miami because i work in discovery Channel, and i'm back to brazil i never back to buenos aires i left buenos aires in the 99 2000 and i never back there argentinos are very european in the way of communicating things they are straight I, they are almost dutch you know they're straight they tell you what they think you can fight with someone but you don't have hard feelings you fight and okay you move on when i start again my career in brazil that was a that was a mba of leadership or how to deal with people today i define myself as brazilian i am argentinian but i feel very brazilian and my house is brazil my soul is in brazil brazilians never say no they never say no even they don't like it they don't want it if they like it they're very Happy and they they make very clear that they like it. But sometimes they like it, but it's not is superficial. But they don't say no. You say to to someone, "Okay, go and cross the street during the during the rain." And people look at you and say, "Do you think that maybe we can do this?" in another moment, or your teams don't say no. They don't say we can do it, for example. Teams never, they never say no to the leader. That is so tough because you took decisions or you take decisions believing that everybody is aligned with you, and people is not aligned. So there are very, very subtle movements and tones and that you have to understand when you are right or wrong, or when you are in the correct way or not. That was like an MBA of leadership. You know, if you don't create empathy or you don't look through people, the real people, You
0: sometimes lose and create serious problems. Your fourth object is a picture of your children. Now, what have you learned about leading from having children?
1: These guys. These amazing guys. Manuela, Luca and Max, which born Francesca. And now she wants to be called Max and I have to respect her decision. So I think kids, kids come to my life to teach me that personal life is important and you can't control everything. They create their own path in life, you know, and you have to respect their personalities and their decisions i think you're a mother for more than one no, julia yeah yeah, yeah. and it's amazing because they're very different people
0: absolutely and you for, don't realize it, it till it suddenly go. whoa <laughs>
1: yes no See, and they born from the same mother and they born and they live in the same house and they use the same school but they're very different so it's it, it's it's the perfect epiphany to understand that people is different and you have to respect that to leader them and understand the necessities, and you can't control everything. It's like a all the time a, a wash machine show you that you have to adapt and be resilient and try to understand what is the new way. What is the new way to talk with this guy? And you can let it off your kids. Because in a team, if you don't like someone, you can let it off. Or people is afraid to lose their jobs. Your kids, they are not afraid to lose their maternity, <laughs> their mother. They will not lose your mother. So they are the tougher team to handle. Because one wants to eat pizza and the other wants to eat burger and the other wants all at the same time. And you have to put everyone together and try to go to the best way, to the best path.
0: How do you do that? Because it's one wants to eat pizza, the other one wants to eat burger, and the other one refuses to eat at all. No, the other is
1: vegetarian and vegan.
0: Or not eating. Or not eating. Yes, or not eating. What do you learn about leading from that situation? Do you know what I do?
1: My best strategy is you three decide and tell me what they want. Because I will eat what you want. Just please discuss between you three. Choose. Negotiate between you. Because maybe today we can eat pizza and tomorrow we can eat burger. Okay, let's try to understand. And they, are, they learn very well to do that. And they negotiate between them. You know, <laughs> they make alliances between them. And of course, of course, I do that. But at the same time, I keep the eye on them because, because you always have, in a team or between your kids, you know, in a group of people, you always have an alpha person inside the group. And if you let all the time decide by themselves, of course, the alpha is always more advantage, but, and you have to keep an equal feeling inside the group that they, everybody can choose. And this is a leadership too. Top-down decisions is very masculine. It's a very masculine way to, to live. And when I say masculine, it's not, it's not men, okay? It's masculine because a lot of women do the top-down decision too because they learn, they learn in that way because it was the way for a lot of years. So my kids, my kids taught me that.
0: Your fifth object is chocolate, isn't it? (laughs) Chocolate. (laughs) Go on. Explain why.
1: I was I was CMO in a the fifth chocolate company in the world, which which is from a Brazilian guy. And it was the last learning the why I had to create my own company. The guy is very Charming and modern guy. You know, the speech is very ah, the family first, people first. The, the speech is people first, you know, and we are diverse, we like women in the team. I was I was on the board, you know. They invite me because they believe to have diversity around the table. After six months, the other the other girl, the other the CFO. She doesn't have kids, and she's on the fifties, and she doesn't have kids. It was the generation of, of women that we we grow believing that we have to the be like men, you know. And it was me, full of energy, full of honesty, and three kids, and I always running my life. Mixing my kids, my personal life and job. All my kids were in my sets or in my company. I have a kid space and I created a kid space in my company. Kids are very, were very welcome. In, and in the mall was even for fathers, because I believe in, in parental partnership, not that the women have to raise the kids, you know? So I, I leave the men of the company, the, the capability to, to bring their kids, at the office, those kind of things. So the owner of the company starts to to bullying because I was late. You are late. You have to be here at 8. You have to stay here until 7. You have to work small. I start to work Sundays, Saturdays, to 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. You know, I travel a lot. Talk to do the things that make me a better person. Take care of me. See my kids. Drive my kids to school. For me, drive my kids to school every day is a very special moment. Two moments in my life. Drive them to school and have a dinner with them. For me, are. So I... After six months... Two of my kids come to me and say, look, it's not good. We It's, it's, it's not okay for us. I don't know how much money are you doing. I don't, I understand, we understand, but we miss you. We miss you. We have to have you here. And they start to have problems at the school. And, and you know, it became a so weird moment. And I'm back to the owner and I say, look, I have to have flexibility. I don't have to have to home office. I'm okay to come here every day, but I have to have time flexibility. And he told me, No, I can't do it. I can't bring you that because if I bring you that, I, I have to bring to the other people in the company. Uh, and I say, Okay, I'm not afraid to have another job. I'm afraid to lose my values, you know? You don't have to be a workaholic. You don't have to bull people with time to arrive and time to leave the company because that, those kind of things doesn't deliver results. You know, doesn't deliver good ambience, doesn't deliver with happiness. So I create my own company. I'm here with La
0: Reina. La Reina Casadines La Reina La Reina I love that Yes great name dreams do come true that's you know talking to you there's so many learning points but the the one that absolutely rings to me is this point about dreams that you want to follow somebody who is going to make dreams come true, don't you? I think I forget that. I think that's a beautiful... And that that goes into, first you've got to have a dream, then you've got to be able to communicate a dream in a way that becomes totally infectious so that it becomes not just the leader's dream, but all our dream. And it's a really lovely concept. It's a beautiful concept. So just before we finished, I... I cannot resist the temptation to give Juliana a six, a a six object, special permission to have a six object, because all the way through the interview, Juliana has had a poster just behind her head, and um, it's it's pretty boring. It's a white big white sheet with some black letters on it, and they say "Produzza como uma garota." Forgive the pronunciation. But I couldn't resist asking Juliana to take it off the wall, bring it to us, translate it to us, and and uh, and tell us why it's such a prominent place in her office. This means "produce, como uma
1: garota. Produce like a girl." It was the Women's Day campaign that I made. I sent this poster to hundreds of women and they posed by themselves, but because they were proud to receive. I didn't send chocolates and flowers because it was Women's Day, you know? And we are very strong. If you produce like a girl, you're a good producer. You know, that is, I'm so proud of that. I think
0: this described me a like, lot. I think that probably does describe you, Juliana. And I think it doesn't just describe you. It also probably explains why you've got a nomination for an Emmy. And I cannot wait to hear that you got it because you're determined that you are. Thank you so much, Juliana. This has been a glorious episode. Next week, we're back with another Five Objects, another extraordinary woman leader and another five insights into leading in the meantime lots of love julia
1: to become part of our movement and share your thinking with us subscribe to the podcast and join the women emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org we love all of the messages you send us keep them coming